Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 51 of the Prosperity Project. We're titling this one, How to Do a Prosperity Audit and Why You Should Do One Regularly If You're Serious About Creating the Life of Your Dreams. There was a famous quote by Jim Rowan, who's no longer with us, but he was actually the mentor and trainer of Tony Robbins. And he used to say that we were the sum of the five people we hung around with the most. So their opinions, where we would go, what we would dress like, even the things that we would actually do for a living was all in influenced by the people closest to you and who you spent the most time with. So I'm going to ask you the question, could your surroundings and your daily habits actually be sabotaging the life that you want to create? So you might have heard of a life audit. So a life audit is something a lot of coaches might get you to do and it's it's kind of like when you maybe start a fitness journey or you want to start a new career, they'll say to you, what does your life look like right now? And then also, what do you want to create? So actually, when you say audit, it sounded like quite a complex thing. <laughs> it sounded very official, didn't it? It sounded very official, like someone does it for their job for a living and there's <laughs> spreadsheets and stats I know, and right? management exactly. reports and stuff. <laughs> it sounds very official, but some of these terms actually mean, take, as I said, taking an assessment of your life. So what are the things that take up the most time? What take up the most space in your life? And also the mental and physical energy you put out. So an audit, you know, when we're talking about audits, we think about money, but it really is taking a step back, standing where you are and looking at how your life is structured. So actually, when you're looking at where you are, the key, as you mentioned, is looking at where you're spending your time, where you're spending your energies, your mental focus and things like that. And obviously, there are a lot of things that are within our control. And there are some things that are not so much within our control. So if you have children, then you are steered I guess to what they're looking to do at certain times there's certain tasks and activities we all need to do some of us need to go to day jobs we need to do general housework type things and various things like that so an audit definitely allows you to take a really good look at where you are but also then it allows you to identify those things where you have very limited choice Mm, mm. and potentially for some things like washing and ironing and things like that you can look at where you put them into your time Mm -hmm. but ultimately they've got to fit in somewhere and then you also can take a look at those things which are taking up your space in your head Mm -hmm. time in your day where they're a choice Mm, absolutely And, and I think that that's key it's actually knowing where you are because you can't really go anywhere until you take count of where you're up to where you're and right now. What, what your scope is. Absolutely. I was thinking an example in this of our own life. So you and I have got a very particular fitness goal and it actually required us to sit down and look at the current state of what we were eating and how we're working out and get very granular. And we did that to get the starting point. And if you don't know what you're eating and how many calories and your macros, then how will you ever know how to fix it? And it's the same kind of point. We then moved towards this goal. We both want to achieve kind of the best fitness we can over the next couple of months, next mm-hmm. six months. And so we got that starting point, that grounding. And it looked, it was key how much are you drinking, what type of foods you eating and actually equally I've been using like fit my fitness pal to go granular exactly what are we putting in our body so we know what we're dealing with I think without deep diving into things what you think you do 
It's very different it's, it's from what different. you actually do. So yep, exactly. I bet you that if most people sat down and did a financial budget mm. and you um, were to guesstimate how much you spend on food mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you were to write a budget and put your food down in there, you're going to get it wrong. Absolutely. Yep. Like, unless you've done it fairly recently or you're very, very close to your food and other spending, mm. in all likelihood, you'll get it wrong. And if you were to decide to budget, and especially if you're trying to cut some corners in your budget and try mm-hmm. to reduce your costs, food will be one of those areas where you'll pluck a number out of the air, <laughs> which is not going to be right for what you've been doing. Yes. And isn't going to work moving forwards either. And, and I think that's the key when you're looking at where you are is to really look at it in quite a detailed way so you can understand the facts Mm. rather than the kind of gut feel. It's definitely an area that you do need to just be more granular with it, more focused with it, and more honest Mm. with where you are and what you're doing. And the whole point of this podcast is every week we cover topics that we're exploring and also that we feel would really help people. We want to start conversations. So this life audit is really about getting a clear picture, as we said, about your life right now. I'm going to give you five categories where you can do a life audit, a prosperity audit in your life, and then what you can do then as a a follow-up to improve things for where you want to go. But it's about looking at what's going well and equally what's not going well. So even if you're struggling to kind of get a basis of what stuff you do enjoy and like in your world, you can actually start by doing an audit by writing all the stuff that you don't want in your life anymore. It's a hugely powerful thing. So you can get a blank bit of paper and say, okay, I don't want to feel tired. I don't, okay, so what's the flip of that? Well, I want to feel energetic. I want to lose half a stone, a stone, two stone. You see very quickly writing down what you do want and also what you do have then allows you to get an even clearer picture. So actually, I recall Matthew McConaughey said something around ultimately the process of elimination. Yes, decluttering. that you end up with what you want. But it's Mm. very nature. If you continue to remove things that you don't want, Mm. what's left is what you do want. Absolutely. And sometimes that's much easier to define because if you ask people, what would you like? What does the ideal world look like? It's quite a broad thing. It's Mm. quite a daunting thought. And also a lot of the time we can't find our way to this point because there's a lot of steps along the Mm -hmm. way and you don't know how you're going to evolve. But by the process of elimination, Mm. you can end up with what you want just by stripping away the things you don't. Mm. Now, obviously, some things are easier to strip away than others. You can't say, I hate my day job, and therefore I'm just (laughs) going to not have any income. Or the cats have got to go, the husband's got to go. (laughs) Well, to be fair, if your partner's not serving you, then there are ways and means to look at how you can adjust that. But the key is process of elimination, focusing on how you can change things. So you mentioned being tired. Mm. Well, if you don't want to be tired anymore then you need to work out how to get more rest or how to optimize the rest that you're currently getting. Because some of us don't have enough sleep Mm. and some of us have very poor quality sleep. Yes. And poor quality sleep can be driven by... What we're eating, what we're drinking, what we're watching before bed. It can also be driven though by your current health status. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the heavier you are, the more likely it is that you have some form of sleep apnea, which... To an extreme, it will wake you up because you can't breathe. But um, to lower levels, you'll subconsciously wake up because you can't breathe, but not so much that you notice it. And at which point then you have just frequent interruptions into your sleep. 
But without realizing that, without focusing on it and looking at the quality of your sleep, you'll never realize that maybe there are actions you can take, whether Mm. it is your diet, your weight, your screen time, whatever else it happens to be, Mm -hmm. maybe just a 10 minute wind down routine before you go to bed. Maybe you've got too much energy Mm. and you feel like you're tired, but actually you could do with doing a little bit of exercise at some point during the day to drain you so that you go to sleep better. There's lots of things you can look at, but until you identify and do that audit and say, that sleep is one of those things that isn't serving you at the moment, Mm -hmm. you're not able to recognize that maybe there's something you can do to look at fixing it. Mm, Absolutely. So I want to ask this question. How do you feel, how prosperous do you feel in your life right now? And if you're answering that question going, oh, well, you know, I don't know. I just feel kind of like happy and, you know, kind of that break even. I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I'm not depressed or anything. The whole of your atmosphere will determine your altitude and what you feel like in life, okay? So everything is becoming this tapestry that allows you to feel a certain way about your life and how prosperous you feel. Remember, prosperity is all driven by your wealth, health, relationships. It's everything. It's not hitting a fire number. It's not having so much in the bank. It's not having a six pack. It's everything, including love and relationships. And whether we realize it or not, all scenarios that we put ourselves in and how we interact with the world add up to this prosperity picture. And there's a simple law that goes really that what you think about, you will speak about, and then what your actions will follow up by. So if you, for example, think that anything is possible, you can create as much money as you want, you will then speak about that in your life. You know, you'll encourage, you'll drive faith in it, and then you'll also act that way. You won't be, you know, put off to take chances in life. You won't think, oh, well, if I don't put £10 on this get-rich-quick scheme, that's my only chance. You'll believe that there's always opportunities. So I read something recently online where um, somebody was making comments about the fact that no one's born with any talents mm. and that ultimately whatever you nurture and spend your time and efforts on, that's where you get good. Yes. And a lot of people took objection to that, saying that, you know, some people are born with talent, some people are born with more opportunity and things like that, dismissing the fact that ultimately the work, the effort and the focus is what gets you to a point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Talent without any work and without being recognized in the first place, just it doesn't flourish into anything. Mm. And and somebody was saying that, um, you know, my my place in the world is going to be that I can't achieve these things. Mm -hmm. And the response from the person was, well, you're right. And the reason that they're right is ultimately whatever you believe is true is true. Absolutely. It's 100% true. If you believe that you aren't able to do something, you can't do it it because you won't put in the work, you won't put in the effort, you won't have that belief that it's possible which means that you lack the drive determination focus and the the skill to put the long-term effort in to get somewhere so whatever you believe is absolutely right if you feel like you come from a background where people like you don't get to do certain things you won't get to do those things absolutely categorically you won't if you believe you can then you've got half a chance of actually making it happen if you put then the steps in place. Mm. So that's the thing. Belief doesn't do something for free. No, you actually put the work in as well. You don't get sprinkled with magic dust and <laughs> things suddenly happen. It does sometimes, but not all the time. <laughs> but you have to put some kind of focus and effort in. But whatever you believe is true. 
Absolutely. If you believe it's not possible, then it won't be possible. And that's, so prosperity, I'm fascinated with prosperity. And the more I study it, somebody asked me the other day, okay, what is prosperity then? And I'm, I just replied, well, it's just believing that basically the world is there for me to receive it in whatever decisions and flavors I decide. So let me go a little bit deeper there. I believe that we can have absolutely any life we decide we want decide that's the first thing Mm -hmm. and you have to also be willing to receive it because we tell ourselves so many thoughts and stories that aren't true that in actual way stop us receiving a lot of the prosperity that that we should have in our life so for example how many people do we know that they have a relationship that doesn't work out and then they just shut themselves down to every single suitor that comes their way so they never open themselves up to loving someone else and what happens if Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright was around the corner. They were ready and waiting for them. If it's, you know, you, um, they maybe invest money in a product or a course and they think that was going to be answered and they'll let down, right, I'm never doing anything like that again. They shut it down. I truly believe that a lot about prosperity is actually realizing that we're entitled to all of our desires and goals. It's also about training and learning how much are you willing to allow yourself to receive? Are you willing to get over? your limitations and beliefs to actually have the blessings, the prosperity that all of us deserve regardless of our race, who we fancy, who we love, what we do in the world. So I think a lot of times we can come across people and maybe even ourselves where we say, I can't be happy. I can't enjoy my life until. Yes, that danger And and there's this kind of box ticking Mm. of either bank account, relationship, size of house, size of family, job salary whatever right Mm. it can be single things it can be a number of things i can't be satisfied i can't be happy i can't enjoy my life i can't settle until and the problem is that you put that in the place and that is your limiting factor Mm -hmm. for me prosperity is about you looking at your life and saying you know what i definitely want to move forwards because moving forwards is important i think for everybody no matter how well you're doing But being able to say, if this was it for the rest of my days, I'd be more than satisfied. And that's something I think in the past couple of years is really, you've felt that life lesson, haven't you? Absolutely. And and that's, that's the key. It's not about a bank balance. It's not about also, as I said, it's not sitting back Mm. and saying, I'm not open and willing and wanting more. But if everything stopped today, if this was my life for the rest of my days... Would I be satisfied? And to me, if you can say yes to that, that's prosperous. But the challenge we often have is that a lot of people will say, no, Mm. I'm not satisfied right now. And then my question would be, okay, so what's different today to the same day five years ago? Mm -hmm. What is different in your life that you've chosen to move yourself from a place where you don't feel prosperous, you don't feel like you'd be settled with this if that was your lot, what have you done to make it different? Because I bet that most people, their life five years ago looks largely the same as it does now. They potentially have had a pay rise and a promotion in a job that they don't really want to do anyway. They potentially have growth in a family or whatever else, but in the grand scheme of things, the bank balance is largely 
the same, the cars on the drive are the same, the house is the same, the type of satisfaction from the job is largely the same. So rather than moving up this ladder that someone else has created in your head, and probably the five people that you spend <laughs> your time most with, yes. instead, where's your measurement and your drive of how is my next five-year path going to be? Mm. How can I get to this point where I can say I'm satisfied rather than plod along with whatever generic thing I've done for the last five years? How do I actually make something different so that I can feel different about things? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, you do the same stuff, you get the same stuff. Absolutely. Yep. In order to feel different, to be different, to ultimately feel satisfied and prosperous you need to do different mm -hmm. and so we're going to i'm going to kind of take you through the steps what are the five areas to do this prosperity audit matt's touched upon why it's so important and the reason is it's everything you're around your actions the people you're with the places and we'll cover that they're all subconsciously probably driving the life that you have right now whether you realize it or not okay and what you want to do is become very aware and do that prosperity audit of okay what don't I want to feel like what do I want to feel like and also be grateful you said that if you can't look at your life right now and say do you know what this is pretty great then you know there's some tweaking to get on. And the easiest place is to look at these five areas of your life. Okay, what have we got? You, are you ready for it? So the first, I gave the quote at the top of the podcast, Jim Rohn's quote, the five people you hang around with. Now, I'm very blessed that I get to hang around with you pretty much 24 hours a day. All the time. <laughs> We've been in lockdown and you know all that. But the people you are around or you talk to the most their habits, their beliefs about the world, and also what they're doing in all levels. So I'm not talking about just earning money-wise. I'm talking about maybe how they look after their body, what they think is possible for a person from where you're from, what they're doing. Whoever you are around, you will become the sum average, right? You don't want to be the the person who is, you know, at the bottom of that group of five. You want to be someone who's contributing your part of a great five. Um, Jim Rowan also talked about, you know, if you feel like the dumbest person in the room, that's probably a great thing so that you can learn from everyone. So who are the five people you hang around? And here's the other flip side. The audit allows you to say, right, wait a minute, the person I want to be so that I can feel like, yes, I'm becoming the best version of me right now. Who would they hang about with? So if it is your, you know, your fitness and your exercise, I had to go and do this. I went and I bought a course, which is not something I do a lot of time. I bought a course and a book from a lady who has a, an amazing, you know, workout structure and macros and, and I learned everything I could. And now I've been able to take it into my own life. I also signed up recently for a business course. I've got a threshold about what I sign up for, but this one really appealed and I felt it was value for money. I knew it was involved. Mm -hmm. And again, I've been able to be in a group of people who are working on a particular thing. I'm going to take what I need and then come back into my life, right? So it's all about what is the room that you want to be in? And your job is then to get into that room, learn from those people, be influenced also with how do they behave around things? How do they behave around their family with money, with the way they deal their business? You will then become influenced by, and I guarantee actually, they probably have a different, slightly different mindset or a slightly different behavior towards the things that they're successful with. So I think that most of us feel very comfortable around people that mirror 
who we are. Yes. And yes. and is that a cause or an effect? It's it's hard to say. But if you look around at those people that you spend most time with, those people that you look at as your friends or close family, I bet you that you have a similar car to them, similar price range. You probably have a similar size house. You're probably similar body shape to the sum part of them. Yep. Absolutely. You probably got kids who are similar kind of ages. So at which point you are these people, these people are you. Mm. And I bet you if everyone is driving your average German car, um, <laughs> you know, no sponsorship plugs here, <laughs> but, but a middle of the range yep, kind of version yep. of one of those, if you went out and you bought yourself a older Fiat Punto mm. to drive, I bet you, you would feel like you're going to be judged of making that kind of choice mm. for that kind of car. And it's not because necessarily the car is going to be a problem for you to do the five-minute school run that you do each day and pick up your shopping from the supermarket, mm. but more so because of you ultimately want acceptance. Mm. And the challenge you have potentially with a friends group is you try to get that acceptance by doing the same, being the same. No one wants to stand out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. It comes back to this, you know, caveman structure. You don't want to stand out. You want to be part of the group. You want to be looked after. Yes. You want to be the same and everything else. But... If you're doing the same, you're being the same, as I've said, then moving to somewhere else isn't going to happen by itself. You mm. need to do something different. And then you've got to say to yourself, well, if you are the same as everyone else and therefore they're the same as you, if you're not feeling prosperous, then hanging around with those people as your core and ultimately emulating them mm. isn't going to generate the prosperous feelings that you want. So I'm not saying you cut out your friends or, or anything entirely, but as you mentioned, it's, it's saying to yourself, how do I broaden this? Mm. How do I find other people, even if it's online groups or whatever it happens to be, how do I put myself around people that, are leveled up from where I am. Yes, yes. How do I spend a bit of time with people that I aspire to be like mm. rather than people that are already like me? Because remember, we feel comfortable around these people because ultimately they validate our life choices and and the way we live because they're the same as us. If someone else buys a new German car and you've already got one and it's largely the same, mm. then it validates your choice that's what's acceptable. As, as that's yeah. that's yeah. a good choice. So pat on the back. You know, you buy yourself a new handbag and someone else has already got that handbag. Well, they're going to appreciate that handbag that you've got. You're going to feel like you're part of the group <laughs> because you've got the handbag. And it's just everyone self-validating themselves. But it's not moving you onwards and upwards. Mm. So definitely seeking those kind of people that you aspire to be like rather than your current level and seeking validation ultimately is definitely a, a way to go and a thing to explore. So look at the first area. The first area is the people you surround yourself by. The second area we're going to move to for the audit is the places you frequently go. And I would actually get a notepad and paper at this point and write down where are the five places that you go. Home. So 
home. I know we're at home. I'm covering that. So I, your home's a great one, right? And we've been, we did a really fun thing the past couple of weeks before this podcast. Matt told me to basically write down everything that the home could need to upgrade. I was feeling like I was waiting for something happen. Like we have these ideas to do different things around the house because, you know, we love our house, but, you know, it's always felt like a middle ground. And I'm like, oh, I just wish this money would just appear and then I could do it. And, and Matt said to me, well, right, here's a way we can do it. We can do X and Y and Z. The money's already there. Write down what you want and then take the money you want. And it was in that moment, and of course, Matt being Matt gets on it. He has things ordered within milliseconds. It's all organized. But that has been one of the most, oh, the way to describe it was like this kind of wall barrier getting burst through with prosperity. Like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, my limited belief, my belief around this was I had to wait for more money to come to us, but the money was already there in a different place. And I just had to name it almost and say well how much do you want Jennifer like go and find out how much a carpet costs go and find out and so the places we are around your home is a great thing I I was talking about this on a video I was filming today if you look around your home you don't realize but every single thing you own is telling you a story back okay I'm not going to get too deep on it but every time you look at a picture that you don't really like that your ex-boyfriend gave you and it's still in the house and you've not got rid of throwing it out. Every time you look at dead flowers and you go, oh, I really should take them out. You can feel you've got an emotional connection to mm-hmm. everything. If there's books that you haven't read, guess what? You feel guilty that you've not read books or an instrument you've not played. So look at your home and say, does this increase the way I feel about my life? Am I grateful? Am I thankful? Or is it taking away? It can even be the routes you go to work. Like, Oh if, yeah, you can choose a difference between maybe a nice country lane that's 10 absolutely. minutes longer versus sitting on the motorway. Absolutely. So even though you're giving up 10 minutes, the, the vibe, the way you feel will be totally different going to work well on that actually when i had the motorcycle and when i was commuting to work yep. on the nice days even if i was traveling the same route it felt fun right it felt different <laughs> it felt I, I just felt happier yeah and more joyous even leaving the house at six in the morning I know. <laughs> and even getting the traffic here and there just the difference in the journey type suddenly changed the way I felt about going to and from work. I was looking forward to getting on the bike in the morning and I was obviously looking forward to coming home, but looking (laughs) forward to the journey home rather than the leaving of work and being home. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things that can make a difference to how you feel. But yeah, the first thing you need to do is take an order of those places that you visit most. And even, so for a lot of us, home, work, potentially friends or family mm. and, and then you get to places like the supermarket you that's go what i was to. going to cover as well so we're talking about these places in particular so do certain supermarkets or places you go to eat out at make you feel more prosperous than others right i love going into marks and spencers it's not the majority of our shopping but i love it and do you know why i can't help but smile when i eat their dinners don't know what it is but i just feel more luxurious i also love sushi and so there's a couple of places that matt will take me and i'll be able to get fresh sushi made and that to me is like my absolute favorite dinner and when we go there it doesn't matter what the price tag is i just know that i'm going to feel incredible well the thing as well is that it's not 
necessarily about leveling up in, in these kind of areas but sometimes you can maybe go to a supermarket that has too much choice especially if you have to go with your kids and they've maybe got a toy section and magazines and this and that you know some of these supermarkets are so big with lots of different areas mm. that it can feel overwhelming you can potentially feel like you don't have the money you would like to spend on the things outside of your shopping and by having those things around you it can bring you down to a point. So at which point then you could do something just by changing your supermarket to something simpler, something smaller. It might mean you've got to go on a slightly longer journey to get there, but anything you can do to tweak some of these places, the journeys, whatever it happens to be, in order to just remove a pain point mm-hmm. or bring you some uplift yep. is, is often really easy. Go on to the third place now in your life. The third place that you can do a prosperity audit and declutter propaganda. So I mean by that, like, what are you listening to and reading and watching all day? So, so screen consumption largely. Largely. Radio and well. also and also conversations a little bit. So what are you most engaged with during the day? So this is where like maybe not watching the news is a great thing. Like if you want to feel great and joyous and happy, I'm sorry, watching the six o'clock news is not gonna make you feel that way. No. Also social media, like if you find that things trigger you and make you not feel good. You need to start cutting that out as well. And I talked about, you know, social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of these things. It's such an easy thing. But equally, don't just stop doing them. Instead, if you enjoy those platforms, look for people who have the life that you would like and you can feel inspired by. There's tons yeah, of videos out there. It's not just the life that you want or something that you like because sometimes we can feel down due to comparison Mm. so it's about finding people that uplift you and motivate you rather than people that are in a place you know someone that can afford these shoes or these t-shirts that you can't if you find they're quite grating in in the way that they kind of show these things and deliver them and you feel like it's a little bit boastful and it makes you feel bad that you don't have the same thing it's not someone to follow whereas someone else can do or have the same things but yet the way they deliver it feels like it's quite uplifting and quite motivational. Um, not just not just social media, but I think as well in real life, if you're in the office and Margaret's there just complaining again Absolutely, about yes. her lunch or something or whatever, or you've got that family member that mm-hmm. every time you speak to them, it's just draining, mm. then you probably need to tweak how you deal with that or how often as well but the first step again is to recognize those things right the whole point is audit is you can do the changes next but the first part is having a look at where you are and then labeling all of these things Mm. as to what they bring to you whether it's positive or negative and then then you can work out what you can do with it afterwards so the fourth area is your gratitude so prosperity is really all about having gratitude for what you have right now and generosity with it so you believe that you've got overflow of all areas of your life so how grateful are you in your life right now if you were being honest like out of a scale of one to ten saying to yourself right what's my starter and equally where do I want it to be and then that leads also into the final area that I want you to do an audit in and that's your generosity so I want you to be honest with yourself you don't need to tell anyone because I believe giving is an incredibly I'm going to use the word sacred sacred is not secret 
So I don't mean that, you know, you're not meant to tell anyone, but what I mean is it's something between you and your like kind of heart and what you think is right and your inspiration. So I believe it's it's very sacred choices when we do with our generosity. You feel inspired. I believe though that what happens is most people turn into serial givers but sometimes fail to receive so a lot of a lot of people find it really easy to give 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 but they'll struggle to get a compliment or they'll struggle when money comes their way or they'll struggle when someone shows up with a gift and say oh no 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 it's not my turn I want you to look at your generosity in all those areas so just in as much as you may be a giver with your money your time are you allowing equally to receive generosity from people? Do you want to become the person who actually is allows other people to feel generous? You, you're not just stopping other people because you just want it all for, you know, one-sided. Well, that's the thing. I think that's ultimately being generous with your feelings mm, by mm. allowing other people to give to you and letting people be generous themselves. You have to be generous in return by accepting that. And that's the thing. I think that sometimes we want to be generous, not because we have any fundamental beliefs, but because it gives us a little ego boost. It's mm -hmm. it's kind of comes yeah. from, it can come from a selfish place of it makes me feel good to do these things. So I'm doing it to make me feel good. But then the flip side is almost if someone's generous to you, mm. it offers the opposite. But actually... You, you shouldn't be stifling other people's generosity. Mm. You should receive gratefully in the same way you should give with openness and without expecting anything in return. Just like we could receive a five-star review, you mean, off the, <laughs> off the back of this podcast. You never uh, know, remember, smart. smart, smart. So these five areas that we've talked about, people, places, what you're listening to, the propaganda, your gratitude, your generosity. I'm going to explain why this audit will work in your life, right? Oh, tell us, Go tell us. I know I'm, I'm building up the first thing is it's incredibly personal nobody else can influence your audit of your life I don't want you to ask your partner or your mum or your auntie or your sister what they believe your life looks like right now I want you to be with your own thoughts and be honest now equally don't be a pessimist be honest about the areas that do feel good and where they are right now. But also, this is a great thing. It allows you now to be proactive because a lot of people struggle with living life very reactively. Oh, you know, I'm just, it's kind of like being blown down the river, you know, with whatever comes our way based on the current. You actually get this standing point to say, wait a minute, what are the, the area, these five areas, what now do I want to be surrounded by? I actually think that a lot of people aren't even reactive. I think by and large, people are just happy to get knocked around by the wind and the waves, using your little analogy. Well, not happy, but they'll just accept the beating, they'll accept that the river will take them where it's gonna go. And rather than be reactive, because mm. reactive to me is that you will get steered certain ways in the water and you'll try to paddle in order to avoid obstacles and in order to try and smooth your ride. That's mm. reactive. Proactive would be that you're, you've got somewhere you want to go and that you're really doing everything it takes in order to just get to that path. I think a majority of people do neither. What they instead do is they get battered about and they think, oh, this sucks, <laughs> complain about it and just sit still. Mm. No paddling, no fighting against it, no slight pushing against it, no avoiding the big bumps, just 
yeah, this water, this wind, everything will just take me where it's going to go. And I'm just going to bitch and moan about it as it happens, as if I have no choice here. And the thing is, often using the same analogy, the water flow and the wind aren't nearly as bad as you think they are. Mm, mm. But instead, you look around and you say, no, this is too hard. I can't do anything about it or I won't do anything about it. And actually, you say you can't when it's actually you won't. Can't means that there's no option. Won't means that you've made a choice not to. Often due to, I, I would suggest, fear of failure and how that makes you feel. So therefore, it's easier to do nothing. And then it's the wind and the waves fault, not mm. yours. Mm. I think so. And so the other thing is you're touching upon, you're creating your own possibilities in life, right? So the whole point of this is you're deciding which direction you're going and being aware of what you're doing every day. So out of the back of this, I'd love for you to take this challenge upon you today. I really feel like when we put ourselves in situations of where we want to be, but that elevate us, that take us to feeling more prosperous. That's when things very quickly change in our life. All humans are driven by what we sense, by what we taste, hear, see. And so the moment that you start to be in these different places, hear different things that encourage you to believe that you're worthy to have more prosperity in your life, guess what? It comes rushing towards you even faster. So I'm reminded of a a quote by Catherine Ponder, who's one of my favorite prosperity teachers. And she said, you know, create a vacuum in your life. So create space, if that be physically, mentally, um, what you do with your time. And guess what? Nature loves to fill a vacuum. So I don't know if you've ever looked at on, you know, in your garden, if you spend maybe a day clearing out and de-weeding and making it all just soil, I guarantee if you left that for a month, you would come back and you would find grass or green plants starting to grow, right? That's what nature does. It just, it sees that something could be there and it fills it. And I really believe if you take it upon you and do this prosperity challenge audit, the places, the people, how generous you feel, you know, what you're listening to, your, your gratitude, Nature can't help but fill it and rise you up with it. Well, actually, it's not just nature that does that. I think if you take a child's room and you tidy it and you clear some space, they can't help but fill it. They'll fill that space. That's the thing. Space is always filled when you create it. It It just is. With goodness, not with bad stuff, with goodness. So I really hope today this has inspired you. I I felt good about sharing this with you. I think this is what pretty much I've been doing the past couple of weeks and I'm conscious of. I'm I'm kind of getting rid of some things physically around the house and myself and all that. And I know that this this has changed us because the thing about Matt and ours like in our life, we're very conscious that things that don't feel good, we now make choices to not have them around or, you know, be engaged in them. And I think like, you know, anytime things feel like they're overwhelming or, you know, that people are irritating or anything, we're consciously taking a step back because everything is very temporary, you have a choice. And so the only reason we we built you know a company and all those things and now left our jobs is because we had belief and we put ourselves in the places where this was totally achievable so we believed we could achieve it and and this is now the ripple effect and it's many more years to come so i really do hope that this has inspired you in your own life i'd love to we'd love to hear actually if anything kind of rushes in to fill your vacuum that you'll create and what you'll find out about yourself i've no doubt it'll be a great exercise indeed 
So if you have enjoyed this episode of The Prosperity Project, then why not go listen to some of the others? If you've already listened to more, well done. Thank you very much for being with us. Hopefully you've subscribed to our podcast. But if you haven't, go listen to some, subscribe, Give us a five-star review if you fancy. <laughs> if you don't think we deserve a five-star don't, review. Don't leave a five-star. Just, 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 just don't write anything. Don't write anything. No. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Go but, to a different five people. <laughs> and, and also, if you do enjoy the podcast, there's probably people that you know that could do with some of the information we're providing. Maybe they could look at ways of leveling up their world or reviewing different parts of their life and hopefully seeing that there's more potential than maybe they're able to see for themselves. So recommend us, send the link to someone else and let them have a listen too. Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening today. We'll speak to you very soon.